yeah, 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 yeah. All right, yeah, now we're live. Cool. We're live. Yes, Abby. <laughs> oh, my I'm, goodness. I'm so excited to be back. I can't believe I got the invite to be back, honestly. Shut up. <laughs> can't believe you got the invite. You know, we had so much fun the first time, though. I'm not going to Oh, lie. yeah, we did. But, I mean, you know, we are, are definitely, you know, friends, so... Like, I love having people I fucks with on my shit, especially like friends that predate, you know, the podcast and all that stuff. So, yeah, right. I knew you before you were big. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> before I became big. Yeah, this is big time. Look at this. I want a live stream like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to get bigger, though, because I'm going to, this, 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 this whole thing is going to get prettied up. Uh, um, it's gonna get prettied up for sure. So, yeah. Hey, it it looks pretty good right now. So, hey, do you see what's behind me right here? Uh, what is that? It's a painting picture. That is my New York Times article. Shut the f what? That I didn't even know you had one. You. <laughs> okay, so I got to get like you. And get exactly. uh, <laughs> hey, don't worry. I was telling you about the new business I started. It's a publicity company, and we'll get you in the New York Times. It'll be great. Um, I'm here for it. I, <laughs> I have really. I've been looking at like you know now that I finally recovered from let's just say a previous entanglement that took a lot of my money. Um, you know now yeah. I've been looking at different ways to spend my money towards marketing and really getting out there. So there may be something there. I'm just saying. Friends, I'm interested. Friends. There we go. <laughs> Shit. So, oh, tell us about the new addition to your household. Yes, I have a new puppy. Her name is Pancake. Um, hopefully, she won't disturb us during this podcast. So, just apologies in advance if you hear a dog. It's Pancake. She's super cute. She's like four months old. She doesn't know any better. Um, and we have no idea what kind of dog she is. I'm a terrible dog mom, and we have not done a dog DNA test yet. So, oh, okay. <laughs> and that was for everybody listening. Yes, this is the Men Like Us podcast. We're just, uh, you know, kicking it, chilling while I share the show out and get some more people in here, share it out to some groups. You um, away. Yeah, so we just want to get a little bit more of an audience here. We got some folks in here already, but, you know, mm -hmm. it's. A live audience is what kind of what makes this shit pop because it's it's really crazy. Like people, some of these shows, like the it, the the comments are just they come in so fast and furious. And mm -hmm. I try to fit a bunch of people in, but it's just like sometimes I'm like a half hour behind on comments, and it's just like they don't even apply anymore, and I just have to give up and move to the newest ones. Well, I'll see the comments too, so I can always give you a heads up and say, "Hey, hey, I, I want I want this question." This person. <laughs> So yeah, everybody listening, please have your dating questions at the ready because oh, yeah. we are definitely talking dating and and you know, Abby, well I will introduce her fully, but she will she's here to answer your questions. And you know, I will provide mm -hmm. my commentary, but I am by no means an expert. So <laughs> I can't count myself among, you know, that group. All right. One more. I'm sorry. It's going everywhere. 
Keep sharing. I was going to say I should have given you uh, my Facebook group to share it and we should have had you join that. We'll have to do it next time. Well, everybody who sees this right now should be sharing this live so we can uh, build up the live audience. And I know I hate that I have to keep doing this, but, you know, uh, we got to get some more folks up in her. Can I share? um, Did you put it on Facebook? Can I share on there? Yeah. Yeah. I'll message it to you. Do I, are we even friends on Facebook? Is this are you not even a thing? Me? Oh, yeah, we are. Okay, okay. we're friends. Of course we're friends. Friends on Facebook. I am offended that you think that I wouldn't be friends with you on Facebook. Well, you know me. I, I, I keep the coworkers away from my social media until I keep all my coworkers away from social media until, like, I leave. Because then I don't have to worry about nobody snitching on me, so. No, you know what? We... <laughs> We were friends on Facebook before. Yeah, but you were you proven yourself not to be a snitch, so we're good. <laughs> I guess some folks, I'm like, uh uh, uh-uh. yeah, she ain't none of my shit. Well, I need I'm you running so the town, yeah. <laughs> you were in the inside club, but you know, everybody. Well, anyways, I'm gonna just start it. So again, welcome to the Men Like Us podcast. Um today we are doing another episode with my friend Azzy, Abby Rosenbloom. Sorry. Can't talk right now. This coffee kind of burned my tongue. Uh, but yeah, she Abby is a professional matchmaker based in Denver. Uh, we are former co-workers. Um, and we had a lot of good times together back in Denver. And um, a lot of late nights producing content for the YouTube channel and all of that stuff. Uh, she saw a side of Chris few rarely see and rarely tolerate. <laughs> I'm way too nice to you. Very yes, nice. yes, yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. So, um, Abby, tell them some more about your business. Let yeah. everybody know who you are, so they know, so they know to listen. Oh yeah. So you know, I am a dating expert, as we said. You know, you guys can see how much of an expert you really think I am. Um, my company is the Social Modern Matchmaking. So it's all about helping single people find love through blind dates that I actually set up in real life and singles events that I host also in real life. So I'm super excited that the pandemic is mostly behind us and we can meet in the flesh, you know, see each other, shake hands, hug, do that weird. Hi, how are you? You know? So yeah, that's my company. And yes, Chris, thank you so much for having me. And I'm excited to answer all of your questions, hopefully give some insight. And I also host the ghosted podcast, which I'm sure I can plug at a later date. Um, all that Tell them. Okay. So my podcast is the ghosted podcast, um, all about dating in a modern world. Um, very broad, but really the goal is to leave single people after you listen, feeling like you're not alone, that you have a community to be able to talk about dating, the struggles, the frustrations, and, you know, just feel like, Hey, you know what? It's not just me. Who's not getting any matches on hinge. It's everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's been a long time since I've used hinged. I'm uh, <laughs> I, I I still I I still go back to um Tinder and Bumble once in a while. Oh, okay. And um, there's this other dating app called the Tammy app, Tammy Tammy app, and it's mostly an LGBTQ centered app. But yeah. for men who are seeking women in the trans community, it is really fucking good. 
because That'd it's be cool. the easiest app where you can just filter everybody else out. You can get only the girls that you want. And, um, you know, it's an LGBTQ app where you won't be harassed by lots of gay men. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really like, so fellas, ladies, like I've had the most success on there finding relationship minded people. Cause a lot of these apps are like, you know, it's hookup time. Exactly. And they're only looking for the hookups. But this Tammy app has been great in terms of finding people who were just actually interested in pairing up. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, I mean, was everybody on the app ready for that? Not completely, but you know, whatever. It's a free country. Yeah, <laughs> it's a free internet. At least they had the same intention. I mean, that's hard enough to find on any dating app. <laughs> yeah, 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 something. Now, I didn't make the mistake. I made that fatal mistake that guys make. I didn't read the profile on Uh-oh. one, and that that turned out. Um, so this girl, I had, had matched with her. She lived here in Houston. And, um, you know, we were having a conversation, but some of the things she was saying, she was saying some pretty toxic shit about men. And I was mm-hmm. just like, yo, I ain't with this. Like, what the fuck? And then, you know, she was saying, well, most guys want to get topped. Uh, do, you, do you know what that means or no? Uh, I think I know what it means, but Chris, that, <laughs> that means they want that. That means they want to get fucked and by the okay. trans woman. So they want to be top. The woman's the top. So got it. Got it. So that's, she was saying that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, that isn't my experience. I have a whole group full of dudes and most of them don't like that. And then, uh, but then she was like, well, I mean, but you're talking to me. And, and I look on her profile and it's like very clear as day that she's the top and I shouldn't have fucking swiped right or matched with her, but I didn't read the profile. Read the profile. I mean, yes, people put yes. a lot of thought into those. Sometimes they really don't put any. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no profile. You get a left swipe from this dude. Oh, God. I mean, I spend probably a couple hours of my day reviewing people's dating app profiles and trying to make them better. And I see some shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine the people who aren't coming to me asking for help, how awful their profiles are. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, we're getting some good comments. I remember our other uh, uh, friend, our other Yenta friend. Remember, uh, uh, she had, she was pitching a show at a, like, redo my, or she was pitching a segment to, like, do people's, like, profiles. And she was like, she was like, nope, that picture sucks. That picture sucks. And, you know, she ain't afraid to speak her mind. So she was just, like, trying to reorganize my life. And I'm like, no, no, no. Don't get my life. Uh-uh. <laughs> You're like, this is not for you. No, ma'am. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, she might have been on to something, but eh, it's all good. Yeah. But. All right. So again, everybody, men like us podcast, please understand this is a zone where we are going to say the motherfucking truth as we see it. And we are going to be raw, real, unfiltered, all of that stuff. And, you know, we're, we're going to get into this shit. So, you know, on the title you saw, we're talking about the biggest mistakes men and women make on in dating. But we have a whole lot of other things to talk about, too. That's just the first. So, uh, <laughs> you know what? This this Yiddish stuff. Really, so when I moved to Denver, I had never been, I'd never been in a workplace with so many people that were Jewish before. So then they really own their Jewish identity and they just start talking. Did and you say something Yiddish? Did I miss that? 
I think I was talking about the Yentas and and oh yeah 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 okay. they were just like yeah so it it, it yes <laughs> so maybe you know that one I can't I am Veshmult I don't know that one <laughs> I don't know I know some Yiddish words here and there you know Yenta mm -hmm. actually doesn't directly translate to matchmaker it actually means if you translate it directly it means gossip or busybody yes. <laughs> So, yes. you know, pretty much the same thing, though. I know everybody's business. and That's my mom. She's always trying to ma matchmake, put people together. It worked once, and she never, she had one successful <laughs> matchmaking, and she never lets it go. My Uncle Giles found my auntie. She was like, oh, I, I got a nice, good, you know, woman for you, church woman for you. And then it, it worked out. Oh, But, you know, she does, she does, she talks about that all the time still. It's crazy. Wow. Okay. So I need to connect with your mom when I want to. Once a Yenta finds success, it's yeah. a fucking problem. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, there's some good comments. Should we read Oh, yeah. Them? Oh, the Shiksa. Shiksa. <laughs> I'm looking for a Shiksa goddess. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. So oh Troy's like date naps suck. Uh, Sabrina saying it's a great site. Elizabeth, thanks for joining us. Uh, deleted most dating apps. Uh, Tracy, I'm afraid of, of dating apps. And for good reason. A lot of women in the trans community, it's not pretty on there. It's a lot of dick pics and fetishes and all that shit. It's a problem. Um, oh, Tracy is black German and was raised a lot, around a lot of Jews. So there you go. Tracy, I'll hear some stories later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sprechen, uh, ich spreche Deutsch. What about Ryan Roy? He says, how do you go about finding out how a woman identifies without offending her? Oh, you, what do you mean? Like top bottom? And is that, was that that part of that? Um, that I mean, really, <laughs> I mean, really what I, I would say a lot of times, whatever questions, whatever mysteries may be out there, it's going to reveal itself in conversation at some point, you know, mm -hmm. um, where, where somebody is at, you know, sexually and all of that stuff, you know, whether they're top bottom, whatever, like eventually you're going to get to that point in conversation. Um, I do like that these dating apps that are aimed at this community specifically provide space and the profile for it. Like, like setting your, your, your weight, age and height, like it'll say top bottom verse. And that's usually in there um, mm -hmm. for, for LGBT focused um, apps. So yeah. you usually don't have to ask. And if it's not listed in there, I would just per assume that she's going to be a bottom because, I mean, that, that I, I would say that's a safe assumption. But, you know, I, I just I, look, I don't think there's any way to I don't think there's just one way to ask without offending anybody. I just think, you know, things have to come up in conversation and, you know, eventually you're going to start talking about what each other prefer for sex and all that stuff. And that's when you really like, OK, well. I am a this. Are you, uh, you know, and kind of figure out things from there. So, okay. I actually have a question kind of to follow up on this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I am working with couples mostly that are, I don't want to mess up my terminology of men wanting to date women, women wanting mm -hmm. to date men, you know, I would think it would almost be a red flag to bring up your sexual preferences right away. It would be. Um, right? Or do you feel like starting there is not, I, I, yeah, I, I would say starting there wouldn't be the best, but yeah. you know, um, I, I would, I would love for it to be like an off the top thing just so 
it's kind of like what I was talking about with like a job interview. Let's talk about salary up front because I don't want to get through all these niceties and then all of a sudden it doesn't match up. Yeah, and then feel like and I'm walking out. Yeah. Yeah. So y'all have all these niceties. You're like, man, I really like this girl. We've been talking for a couple of days, a week, two weeks. And then we finally start talking about, you know, sexual experience, preferences, all that kind of shit. And then, boom, well, I'm not going to become a bottom. So, like, and she only tops like that. That mismatches. And a lot of times on these LGBT apps, people do have that conversation up front as well. Like mm -hmm. a lot of folks will ask up front, like, yo, are you this? Are you that? But again, a lot of these apps provide provide space in the like details yeah. to put that in. So that's great. Well, um, I think but it's yes. so important because that's an like important filter to know. <laughs> yeah, you would think. You would yeah. think. Um, think so. But I didn't read the fucking profile, so that's my fault. And we got other shit to talk about. We just bullshitting right now, y'all. I'm sorry. Let's get let's get into the shit. Oh yeah. So yeah. let let's just right off the rip, because you're the dating expert, and we're gonna start out with the men, and then we're gonna go to the women. Okay. So tell us some of the biggest mistakes you see men making in dating. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier, and I was brainstorming because there are a lot of mistakes that we all make because none of us know how to date. We all go into dating and think. We do everything, but it takes a lot of practice. It takes a lot of experience. It's not like you just pick up the saxophone and start playing on day one. So, you know, it's interesting to just think about from the perspective. None of us are professionals, not even me. And I literally talk about dating all day, every day. So men, I think one of the biggest mistakes I see them make is not being an active listener. And I think this can go on both ends, but I do see this happen more with men than women where, you know, you're having a great conversation on the date and maybe the woman spends a little more time talking than the man and maybe he's not actively listening. And what I mean by that is not just like sitting there and zoning out and thinking about the football game that's on in an hour, but instead listening and kind of like just actively knowing what that person is saying. Chris, what are your thoughts? Have you been active listening this whole whole time? Um, yeah, but um, <laughs> because when I when I I'm the kind of person where I I direct the conversation, mm. so I'm asking the questions, and a lot of times I'm usually the one asking, digging, trying to get to know the person, and like I'm rarely the one answering. Interesting. So most of the time, I'm like, yo, so you know. What do you like? What are you interested in? X, Y, and Z. Okay, you're interested in that. All right. So, how do you feel about this? Do you are you this kind of person? This kind of person? And I just, it just leads from one thing to the next. But I'm usually the one that's doing all of the question asking, um, on on dates and stuff like that. So, yeah. Or just when we're video chatting, I'm I'm just digging, 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 because I know what I'm looking for. So I'm like trying to make sure that some of these things that I'm not looking for aren't there. So like, mm -hmm. yeah, these questions, yeah, it's casual conversation, but you know, for a lot of people, they're just trying to figure out what's going on with you. Like what kind of person you are, you know? So, I mean, it is to get to know your face and this is when you opt in or opt out. Like, yeah, well, I don't think you're the right one for me, whatever. I'm just, you know, I, I wish you luck, mm -hmm. you know, thanks for your time, all that stuff, but yeah. Yeah, well, I feel like it might also be the journalist in you. That uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're used to it. Mm -hmm. So that's one. And then I think the second one 
for men that I have noticed, and this may be a bit controversial, is not being clear about their intentions and what they're looking for. And this is not all men, but this is just one I notice is a big one where men are just like, you know what, I'll just kind of do whatever comes my way. But I think it is a mistake to not say, this is what I'm looking for. So then you actually attract that back in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, we can, we can move past that one. If you guys have thoughts on that, let yeah, us know. Yeah, by all means, y'all. <laughs> keep the comments running. Keep the comments and coming for in. for women, um, it was actually easier for me to come up with the mistakes that women make. So I think one is writing people off too soon and not giving them a chance. So women and men are very different in that, you know, women are looking for a red light. They're looking for something wrong. They're looking for you to kind of like make a mistake or, you know, wear white socks with a suit. Whereas men are looking for the green light, looking for something to move forward, looking for all the good things. So we kind of come at it from a different perspective. And I think sometimes as women, and I have done this too as a woman, that I have written someone off too soon for something super silly. And I see a lot of my female clients do this and I just want to slap them sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I had a woman who wouldn't go out with a guy after she saw his house because he didn't have a nice dining table. Mm -mm. Nope, that was the thing. That was the deal breaker thing. (laughs) Oh, she played games. Right. So, I mean, she had her own issues. Let's start there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, you know, someone who I'm trying to think like he didn't have nice shoes or he hesitated too much on the first date to pay the bill. Um, there are just little things that, you know, it's kind of like, let's just give this person a chance. And I really encourage everyone, unless there is some insane red flag or terrible thing or zero physical attraction, go on three dates with someone, you know, give them a chance. Well, unless you know, unless you're like, I could never see myself with this person. I never want to see them naked. If you know that, Mm -hmm. then get out of there. (laughs) You know, I, um, there was somebody I was uh, dating. I went out. Well, I was I was really interested in this girl. We went out on two dates last year, and mm-hmm. I did not ask her out on the third because I just saw so many signs that told her, like, "Yo, you're not interested." Like mm-hmm. we're sitting there, we're talking. You're looking. I'm I'm here, and you're looking that way. And no, like I you're don't. not looking at me. Like the body language wasn't. Mm-hmm. It showed me that like, yo, you're not into this. And then what was funny was. We actually talked probably like five, six months later, and we both experienced that night very differently. That can happen. We had the same fucking date, and we just, the way we interpreted events were just, it wasn't the same. And Mm -hmm. she was definitely interested. And, you know, I was just like, okay, well, I mean, because I'm totally fine with respecting a woman's wishes. If you are not interested, that's fine. I will move on. Not Mm going to stay and pester you or none of that shit. But yeah, please don't. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, but it was really we we had a good laugh about it, and um, you know, she was not interested in long distance relationships, so she was just like, look, if you move to city X Y Z, you're not gonna say the city, but you know, if you move to this city, if you lived in this city, like I would definitely give you, I would definitely give this a chance, but I'm just, mm-hmm. I just don't want to do long distance. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. 
Can't be mad at that. A lot of people don't like long distance. I think more people should give it a chance. But mm-hmm. it's, I, I think, it, I'm just saying, if you really, the, if, if if you get that mental green light that we were that you were just mentioning, like, give it a shot. You know, yeah. especially if they're domestic, like, just take them. I mean, you'll see them once a month, maybe. Like, it'll be fine. I mean, you got to, you have a life, they have a life. It isn't like it's each spin off. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a, I have been in a lot of long distance relationships, which is um, Sabrina was asking, yeah. how do you feel about long distance relationships? I feel fine about them, but I think there are some different requirements, whether, you know, when you're long distance versus in the same city, you know, if you're long distance, your communication needs to be even better. You know, you need to make sure that you set aside time to talk to that person, you know, time to communicate with them and let them know how you're feeling. And also, you know, hopefully have some kind of intention of seeing them in real life at some point. Um, because that's Ryan, my main man, Ryan, appreciate you for joining us again, bro. So I'm talking about if trans attractive man sees an attractive woman at the grocery store and he wants to approach her, but he needs to know if she's trans or cis. Um, oh, that's a tough one. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I don't like I don't, I would approach her and I would like, just approach her it out a, and then exchange numbers and figure it out later. I would just approach her as a woman, period. And, um, you know, I, a lot of women will eventually say, you know, I'm trans, right? Like they'll be open about it at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, it ain't going to it may not be in the first conversation, second or whatever, but eventually it's going to come out. Um, and, you know, it, you can kind of feel things out in the conversations that people have. When they talk about, yeah, you know, my transition or this, this, and this, or, you know, um, it, it just, it does come out eventually, mm-hmm. but, you know, um, Christy, I, I would assume you know? that it would come out on the first date. On the first date, I'm, I'm assuming it would come out, but, you know, the couple conversations you had before then, it may not, because the girl I dated in Denver, it didn't, it, it I didn't know she was trans, and um, I didn't know until, like, the first date. And I was like, oh, okay. I had no idea. Like, And do you find that people will offer that information up more often than not from your experience? Um, a lot of people are just out of safety because trans women are being killed yeah. by men who, you know, are, are afraid of being catching the label of being gay. And they don't, you know, they, they haven't dealt with themselves and they're afraid of people finding out. So mm-hmm. they will protect their secret by killing another human being that deserves to live. So, um, That's you know, crazy. that 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 is a reality in this country right now. And it's really mm-hmm. fucking sad that men have to resort to that just yeah. so that their manhood isn't invalidated. But it's like, how much manhood do you have if that's all it takes to invalidate your manhood? Like, it's just. Yeah. Like how insecure and awful of a human do you have to be? Exactly. To like that. Um, oh wait, Tracy, my first wait. My oh my god, my first love had on dress shoes with tube socks. It was <laughs> the cutest thing. I always ripped him about it. I don't fret over minutia. Yay, huh. Tracy. Okay. <laughs> See? And it all worked out. <laughs> um, Shim, if I think you don't want to force something, because if you start something forced, it might end up with a foundation as strong as its components, not strong enough. Um, Elizabeth. Uh, Shout out Denver. 
Um, Jada went on. Guy told me he was surprised I picked him and gave him a chance. Then he ghosted me and deleted his dating profile on the apps. Told me he was interested in the second date, but that never materialized, of course. Oh, Ghosting. Signals. Yeah, right? <laughs> but I, I mean, but that's another like nuance in the space where it's just like, oh, because a lot of guys will say, oh, I want this. I, I want to date trans women. I want to do this. I'm interested. I, I'm into where I, I'm into this. And then when they're confronted with the reality of the situation mm-hmm. and how much they'll have to step up and the work they'll have to do and their journey that's mm-hmm. in front of them, they shrink from it. They shrink from the challenge and run away They say, ah, actually, I'm not ready for this. See you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and don't contact me again because I don't want anybody to know that I did this. And, and it's honestly, just like, it's like that guy is doing you a favor because he would have wasted your time anyway. And, you know, it kind of is a sign to me, kind of from my matchmaking perspective of someone who hasn't done the work on themselves, you know, of kind of not knowing what you mm. want, you know, not knowing who you are, that you don't even, you can't figure out what you want. And then you ghost. <laughs> And Sharon Brock brings up a good point. She says, I feel like the dating scene for trans women is still too taboo that it it's quick to excite men and it's also quick to fizzle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that's definitely a thing. You know, um, Tracy, uh, that's easy. I've always appreciated men when they say, I know what's going on here. Just haven't heard that in years. OK. Um, OK, so you went through the men and women. Oh, wait, I have okay. one other Biggest one more for the ladies. All right. For the ladies, because we had to get two for each. Two for each. So yeah. the one was writing people off too soon. And then the other was wanting to fit someone into a box or fit them into a checklist of things. Mm. So, you know, I know that a lot of women and men too have a list maybe on their phone of like all the things they're looking for in a partner. Chris, do you have one of these lists? Yeah, I have you the do. list. Okay, yeah. we're gonna have to go over the list. Um, <laughs> it's been shortened. I've been okay. told how long my list is. <laughs> so maybe this one goes from both men and women. Yeah, that we kind of have these expectations. We're like, okay, someone has to be this and that and fifty other things. And if I don't get to check all these boxes, this person is done. Um, which is hard because we have this like idealized person, and we put that mm-hmm. person so on a pedestal that. Mm-hmm it's almost like unrealistic to ever find that person. So, you know, I think a list is good because it's good Mm -hmm. to know what you want, but don't try to fit someone into a box or into a list. Um, You know, we were talking about before we started, you know, find someone, don't find someone who completes you, find someone who compliments you. Mm -hmm. Throw the list out the window, you know what it is, and don't check the boxes. <laughs> it's been pared down a lot. Okay. Uh, Good. I'm it, proud was, it was up there. I had a lot of things that I was asking for. Um, at the time, I, I found them to be very realistic. But um, also, what changed was the waters I was swimming in. Honestly, I had this list that I had was already applying to cis women. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, it's just not the same switching over to trans women. Like, there are just Having the same level of expectations just is not the best idea in the world. And there are some things that you just have to be okay with being existing. Mm-hmm. And, um, or you have to be okay with some things not quite being there yet. So, you know, I was always like, yeah, you know, educated just like me, like career woman, this, this, and this. Well, you know, not everybody's working that career woman life, doing that thing. And, you know, 
matching or somewhere close to my energy. And um, it's cool. Like, I don't, I, not a big deal for me because to be honest, <laughs> making more money makes you care a lot less about how much the other person is making. So <laughs> that happened, that changed my life, changing my life too. So yeah. And I That's think it's good thing. to have like your non-negotiables, you know, yes. like top three to five things. It's really good to have those. That's what it is. I keep it. I mm-hmm. keep it short. I'm like, yeah. these are the the few things that I will not budge on and I won't do. Yeah. Some of these are things that were added to the list and they're lessons that were learned. Oh, but, yeah. you know, <laughs> look, I always I say on the show all the time, the definition of insanity is what? Doing the same things and expecting different results. Different result. Yes. So we gotta, we gotta change up. If you're doing shit that ain't working, if if you're trying, if you're seeking out that same kind of person and it's all been shit, how's about to change that shit up? Find a different type of guy. Find a different type of woman. Shop in in different circles. If you are always going to the same spot to pick up people, or you're meeting all your people in the same place, change that shit. Do something different. That's I also it. want to just throw this out there too, that if you keep dating and keep dating and you're like, something's wrong, I'm not meeting the right people. And you keep thinking it's the other people. It may be you. Like you may want to look at yourself. You may want to do a little self-love, a little self-reflection, kind of take a break from dating. Cause that could be a sign that you're kind of getting burnt out and just not putting your best self out there too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, Tracy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, hold on. But uh, Justin has something real quick. He said uh, another part of the dating app scene is people report trans women. Like, so they're like, "Oh, well, she's not really a woman." And I, and in the past, they've been getting kicked off of apps like Tinder and Bumble. Um, I think that's changed a little bit, or they've become a less severe on that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but that has definitely been a reality for a lot of women in community. Um, mm-hmm. Tracy, as a woman, I fit in. I'm sorry. I fit no one in a box. That is, I don't know why I can't read right now. <laughs> that is what I've been trudging through, uh, through to to live in my my own truth. I am looking for a good heart, fun, honesty, and loyalty. There you um, go. Non-negotiables. There you go. Long distance. Uh, long distance. I'm sorry. This is Sabrina, who asked about long distance relationships earlier. Uh, long distance can be good for the fact that absence makes the heart grow stronger. Plus, when you spend time together with the right person, it's magical. And you're right, it can be. Um, I have been in instances, though, where we spent too much time together. We went from zero to too much. And I'm like, okay, we're living on top of each other. And I'm used to having my own space. So then, Mm -hmm. like, and actually, that experience helped me understand that, like, an apartment is never going to be big enough for me. I need a man cave. (laughs) So, like, I'm just one of those men where it's just like, I need a good, like, 30 minutes of just decompression time after work. If I get home after work, like it may not be the right time to talk to me. Just let me, just let me grab a water, go downstairs and just sip and just watch. You know, I don't really drink after work like that, but you know, hydrate up, grab some water and just like, I don't know, watch, watch a stupid show and just, you know, decompress a little bit. Then I'll be a perfectly, you know, happy human being to talk to. But that's just me. I'm I'm grumpy grizzly bear man. So, <laughs> you you are, but it's okay. Yeah, I love yeah. you. <laughs> just what it is. So, but you know, there's a reason why man caves are there. Men, some men need their own space. 
I think every human needs their own space. If anything, yeah. in 2020, we all know <laughs> alone time can be nice. <laughs> or at least I did. <laughs> Shit, you ain't lying. Um, <laughs> Tracy Wademan, Chris, I am graduate level educated and have a great career that is often seen as a threat to trans attractive men. Well, mostly the ones who aren't yeah. on that level. That's well, just men in general. Back Especially to like black ones, ones, my dating pool. Well, a lot of times it really is. Are if a woman's made, if I mean, let's just be real. If you're doing better in life than the guy that you're trying to talk to, I'll, I'll, there are a lot of men who are intimidated and are insecure, and that's a problem for them. That you're you have this high career, you're making more money than them, all of that stuff. Some guys don't know how to take that. Um, but, you know, that is the, the the way that the dating world is shaping to be, especially in the black community. More black women going to college than men, more more men going to jail than women. Like, we're going to have women making more money than men. And, um, you know, it's definitely trash. But, you know, those guys that are threatened by that, you know, they really they have their own fucking problems that they and, and deprogram programming that they have to do because society programs men to associate their ability to um provide like they're associating that with their manhood so now i'm not a man if i can't provide for you if mm -hmm. i'm not the breadwinner now i'm not really a man and i feel devout i feel like a lesser lesser of a man if i can't be the breadwinner and um you know we have to change the narrative with that that we're putting in kids heads because they're raising people to be like this and then they have to go out in the world and deprogram themselves so that they're actually suitable mates for somebody who might make more than them well, again, I wonder, it kind of comes back to the like hypergamy that we were talking about, mm -hmm. you know, where it's like you, you know, men can date down, but women can't really date down. So as a woman who well, they can, I mean, they can, but it's yeah. like he's a special man. So like as a woman who's, you know, graduate level, great career, the pool of men who is, you know, a level mm -hmm. above you, you know, just like socioeconomic status, socially, financially, mm -hmm. it's a smaller pool. So oh, drastically you know. smaller. Yeah. And I, I find mean, a lot with like women I work with who are like never married, late thirties, early forties. Mm -hmm. And like, they're, you know, badasses in their career. They're like started their own companies, you know, their dating pool is small. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's kind of their issue, but you know, <laughs> but I'm it just is being real. Yeah, it's still difficult. No, it's it's their know? fucking issue. What yeah. here's the, here's where it is is woman, if you make more than that man, don't make do whatever you can and not make that man feel bad to not devalue him. Some women look at men with contempt when they make less than them. I'm not saying all the ladies out there, I'm just saying this is situations that are happening out there where men are now the woman that is that they're with is looking at them like, oh, well. I settled, they're lesser because they're making less. And it's just like, you have to be okay with somebody making less than you. And, you know, really still, I, I, I know this may sound crazy, but do you want a man or do you, do you want to be alone? You might have to cater to that man and make him still feel like the man in the house. Like, I, I'm not saying that you clean, you, you bring him his shoes every morning and all that shit, but I'm saying, you know, don't don't belittle him or demean him or any of that kind of stuff because he's not bringing in. Don't make him feel like he's a smaller partner member in the house because he's not bringing in as much money. 
Mm-hmm. So like, that's really what it is. You got to be okay with that. And if you're talking about well, on my level and this is, so now you're, you're so the man is beneath you now because really that's what we're going to, you can't, I, I'm just, I'm just trying to provide solutions for people to make shit work. So do you want a man or do you want to be alone? You want a man, you're going to have to bend and change how you look at this situation and change how you treat people, how you see the shit. Mm-hmm. Because this, this, I want a man that's above me and all this stuff. When you're already a high end earner, good luck. Cause those guys don't want you. They just don't. They're not, they're typically, go, they're not going for you. They're just, it just, I mean, I'm just saying it, it's, I'm not saying it's impossible. There are just things that are a little bit more improbable. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, it's just like an interesting dichotomy too, because, you know, obviously like women are much more empowered now to Mm -hmm. everything and anything. And it should have always been that way. Um, But then it also kind of puts men in a weird place. Um, You know, like I think we were talking, I think someone wrote earlier, like how to approach a woman, you know, in the grocery store. It's like, Chris, tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like more so now it's almost intimidating for men to approach a woman Kind of well, I would never do that. Really? Okay, tell I would me never about do that. Not in a bar, not anywhere? Yeah, in a bar, sure, because that's what we're there for. Okay, okay. Like, I'm sorry, ladies. If you go to a bar or a club and you don't want to be approached by men, go somewhere else. <laughs> that's a good I'm sorry. Point. These are Those are social settings. Yeah. And you're like, well, guys, keep approaching me. I just want to dance with my girls. You can do that shit at home. Dance at home. Or go to a lesbian bar, do something. But yeah. you're you're there where the men are, and the men are coming there for you. That's how the club business works. I, Abby, you know, I worked in a club. Like that's really? how this shit works. You get yeah. the women in, the fellas will roll, fellas will follow the ladies. But ain't none of that. I'm just dancing with my friend. No, 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 ma'am. <laughs> Don't lie to yourself. <laughs> stop. Let's stop playing. Why? Why do people play games? Let's stop playing these games. Oh, but we got some questions here for you. I want to. Yeah, we got a lot. Yeah, I know. Um, Okay. All right. Um, So Benjamin Button, what are good conversation starters? Oh, I love the name too. What a good movie. Um, (laughs) Okay. Good conversation starters. So um, compliment is always a good one, but not a creepy compliment, please. So not like nice ass, nice boobs. Uh, You know, just say like, hey, I love that necklace. I love your shirt, you know, compliment something that will always like light anyone up. Cause they're like, Oh, someone likes how I look. So that will give you an in. And then you can start a conversation. Um, you know, even just saying like, Hey, how's your night going? You know, like, who are you here with? If you're at a bar, if you're like Chris and you're, you know, out partying at temple, yes, <laughs> that was yes. the club he used to work at everyone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> In the VIP, kicking it. Yeah. I think I went there once when you were working. You did. I did. You did. Yeah. A lot of people from the job came out there at least once. <laughs> I was actually at, so in Denver, wait, this is a tangent. Maybe I'll, I'll just go here. In Denver, there's a club called Temple and there's a club called Church, which oh, is yeah. so weird. Um, and I was at church last weekend, Chris. Oh. Dancing the night away. Oh, that's cool. I know. Anyway, anyway. And they're one block away from each other. Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> when you start, like, next they'll have mosque, 
And then we have... <laughs> that place might, might not be standing long. I don't know if the Muslim committee will put up with that. Oh, God. How dare ye? <laughs> okay, let's not go down that road. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Good conversation starter still. Yeah. Um, okay, I wanted to mention a good conversation starter for online too, um, just because obviously that's a big way people meet is mm -hmm. you know, if you're looking at someone's photos on a dating app or their bio, comment on something rather than just saying, hey, or hey, how are you? Or mm -hmm. some corny pickup line because, you know, sorry guys, you always are the ones who really have to initiate those things. I feel bad for you. Um, but ladies get a lot of, hi, how are you? How's your day going? what's up yeah. so you know comment yeah. on a photo and be like whoa like that picture is so cool where did you take that something like that yeah no, I, but that's why i swipe left on uh dating app profiles with or dating apps with no profile it's like you're not you're giving me nothing to work with i haven't i got nothing to work with ma'am so i'm gonna keep it moving but oh well you're in you stream movies you're in the sci-fi that's dope so yeah these are my favorite ones what are your favorite yeah, like, and and I, I'll go from there. And before mm -hmm. you know, we have a full fucking, you know, screen full of text. Exactly. But it's oh damn, you're in the comic book movies. That's dope. I'm into that shit too. Or you know, oh, you lived in Denver. I used to live in Denver too. You can find as humans, we can find common ground with pretty much anyone. You a know? lot of folks, yeah. So sure. try to find that common ground. Find that person's passions. Get mm -hmm. them talking. Active listen. You're good to go. For sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, there's, I mean, there's just lots, there's lots of ways to start conversation, even, even in person, it's wherever you're at, you know, first time here, how long you've been, you know, where you're from, you, oh, you're in, you're from here, how long, whatever, blah, 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 but <laughs> there's just lots of different ways you could take different things to just, all you need is a, is a seed, just got to drop the seed and you can just take, keep going. But in person, compliment always good way to go. Um, I approach strangers all the time as a matchmaker because mm -hmm. I just am always looking for cool single people, and I'll always say, "Hey, you know, I'm." Now, I've talking. heard women complain about that shit though. It was this lady; she has she got a bunch of tattoos. And she was like, "Oh yeah, guys try and come and compliment me on my tattoos all the time," and it's just like, "Oh," and I'm like, "Okay, is that that's bad that they choose it." All right. I'm sorry. There's no one out there who doesn't like a compliment every once in a while. That's true. Like Chris, I, I, I think like a lot of times it's well when you get it when you get it when you get it all the time, it's kind of not it's devalued. I believe. Mm, that it doesn't feel as genuine. Let's just be real. Mm -hmm. Uh 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 it's kind of <laughs> now I'm going there. I'm going there. Oh shit. It's exactly like sex with the with the genders. Women can get sex at every turn. But guys value that shit a lot more because we got to do a whole lot more work to get that sex. So <laughs> people who don't get it as much, who have to do more work for it, value that shit. Somebody who can get it all the time, mm -hmm. eh, whatever, sex ain't shit. I mean, there has to be more yeah. than just sex. And we're just like, and just sex? You know how hard I work to get <laughs> You oh. know how many drinks I had to buy to get this? It's like, <laughs> no, nah, I'm just, it's, it's, but that is, that is like the, you know, appreciate. And don't appreciate it because it's not it's not special. There's nothing new about it. It's completely available. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of sad that people can get jaded by that. I wish that wasn't the case. Oh, you're talking about the tattoo stuff? <laughs> like just jaded by compliments. I don't know. Like yeah. Now That's... that 
I feel like that is almost maybe someone who like has a hard time taking a compliment. I don't know. I've been there. It's kind of weird sometimes. Well, but you know what's funny is people do that shit until the right person comes along and then it's like, oh, I'm laughing and Ooh, you, you like know, yeah. like that one guy and then all the barriers break down and then they're the happiest. They go into hyper girl mode and they're like the happiest, giddy, laughiest chick in the world. And it's just like, motherfuckers, well, do change that shit up. Mm -hmm. Just think the right person then. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. We are we are behind. We're behind. Yeah. We've been, God, we'll this is going to go for a while. Um, <laughs> like, let me see. Career. Uh, for, oh. Layton, what up? Uh, says for me, the biggest mistake a potential potential date can make is to not fill out their profile. Yes. Oh, the worst. That's like, uh, oh, let fucking... me just tell you right now, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm just here for the hookup. That's what I assume. If you don't have a, mm -hmm. if your profile is empty, oh, this is just a hookup app for you. And I might swipe right if that's what I'm looking for from you. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Kanisha, how do you handle? being in a situation of being ghosted? Mm, very good question, because this happens all too often. Um, you know, when someone ghosts you, you know, it kind of depends on the situation. If it's someone that you just met, that you barely know, maybe you've gone on one or two dates, I would just let it go. You know, it's their cowardly, insecure way of saying, I don't know how to tell you I'm not interested. So try not to take it personally. Unfortunately, rejection is part of dating. It makes us stronger. It makes us better daters. So try to take it in stride. There's plenty of people out there. Um, and if it's someone that you've been talking to for a while, I actually have a crazy story. Um, a friend of mine was dating this guy for months, like probably three to four months. Like that's a decent amount of time. They were yep. exclusive. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they had the relationship titles, boyfriend, girlfriend, all the things. Um, she just didn't hear from him for like a whole month. So she kind of still texted him, called him, like thought he was dead, wasn't sure what was going on. He eventually, she found out because he posted on Instagram, he moved to Florida and just said nothing. That's the ultimate ghost. <laughs> Oh, shit. So, yeah, uh, if that's your situation, <laughs> um, you know, it's also another just strange way of someone saying, I'm not interested. So, you know, if someone ghosts, I think it's okay to reach out again, see what happens. Maybe it was a fluke. But if they're really not answering, just say, okay, I'm moving on with my life. I'm not wasting my time with this person anymore. Fair enough. And uh, <laughs> we're going to move on to the next uh, oh my God, I guess, topic that we have, which is, um, hmm, you know, we're going to we're going to skip one and just because we're super long on time right now. But oh my God, we are. Yeah. How in your in your opinion, how will dating be different in the post pandemic era? I love this. I feel like, I mean, everyone's talking about this is now the roaring 20s all over again. I know everyone has used that analogy, but if you have been out at all since the pandemic, you know what I'm talking about. You know, like places are packed, people mm -hmm. are drinking, people are partying, people are just like having a grand time. You know, at least 
since I've I've been out, I went out actually in Austin. I was visiting and that place was insane. You know, everyone is just like, let me be free. Denver, same thing. I feel like so many cities, everyone is just open to new things and meeting new people. So if anything, I think this summer is just, honestly, I hate saying this because I'm a matchmaker. I think this summer is a really good time to be single. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like if you're on TikTok at all, you know, like hot girl summer, it's definitely hot girl guy summer because yeah. everyone is living their best life, partying it up. Um, hot girls, hot girls that spend that enjoy the hot girl summer is going to be single come cuffing time and <laughs> they'll be saying, I got to spend the holidays alone. Like, yeah, you had your hot girl summer. Get it out of your system, meet a whole bunch of people this summer. And then when September rolls around, call me and I will set you up with some amazing people. There you go. (laughs) And cuffing season doesn't have to be so chilly and lonely. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I live in Texas. I'm doing that. Oh, yeah. Texas, you're always hot, I think, there, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes. So I think, All you know, right. post pandemic, another um, interesting conversation I had with someone last weekend was that he felt like he could tr- finally truly be himself. Like he had spent so much time before the pandemic feeling like he was just doing whatever other people did, just doing anything to fit in. Um, and then when this guy got to spend some time alone by himself, he was like, you know what? I'm literally just going to do me and it's not going to be what anyone else says I need to be. So I do think a lot more people are being super honest with themselves and what they want in life, um, which is really good for the dating world because hopefully that means less ghosting and more authenticity. Um, I have a question here from Brian. So, you know, really, He's asking guys, but I want to get your thoughts on this to see what you think about this. So in general, what do you think about people moving to a different location in order to find more suitable dating partners? Like, and and, Mm -hmm. and for a lot of guys who date trans women, it's just like, yo, if you don't live in fucking New York or if you don't live in like five cities, it's a little scarce. It's a little scarce. Like LA, Mm -hmm. Atlanta, Dallas. New York, maybe Chicago, like there are some bigger cities that just have a lot of trans women there, but everywhere else where a lot of Americans live, you know, there's there's not many options. So, I mean, what do you think about folks that are like, you know, that want to just move somewhere just to get better dating options? So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If you have done like the work on yourself and you're like, I'm good. I know it's not me attracting the wrong kind of people. It's literally just that there's no one around here for me. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, I even had a conversation with a woman the other day about this who she lives in Denver. She's Jewish and she only wants to date another Jewish guy. And I said, okay, well, let's expand our search to New York. That's where most Jews live. You know, there isn't a huge population here in Denver. So, you know, if you're thinking of the trans community and where those people mostly are living, you're right, in bigger cities where Mm -hmm. obviously it's more accepting and there's a community there. Um, You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, Or even making your dating apps, I know you can kind of pick a location and like swipe in other places Um, Mm -hmm. or also shameless matchmaker plug, maybe time to reach out to a matchmaker and say, Hey, can you do a search for me? Um, You know, that's nationwide. I'm open to moving wherever. 
Um, yeah. There are definitely a lot of matchmakers that work with the LGBTQ community. Um, and I'm happy to connect anyone and everyone. Just send me a message after this. Um, yeah, I mean, really, that's this community needs a matchmaker like nobody's like if they're if one person build themselves as the matchmaker for this space, they would make so much fucking money because really there's there's a lot of people that are looking for relationships and like are actually like in the space for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not involved in anything that wouldn't be conducive to a relationship like they're ready right now. Yeah. And um, but it's just really hard because, you know, each group is finding only the worst the other group has to offer. Because mm-hmm. for a lot of guys, you know, the the women that they're looking for, you know, a lot of these nice girls kind of like fall to the background where like some there are some other people who are way more like visible that may not be the best suited for relationships or not even relationship minded. Just like a lot of guys who like these girls run into nonstop, like, you know, they're not relationship minded and they're just like, you know, and it's just like, okay, there's a little group of guys here and a little group of girls here and they just (laughs) like, they just kind of miss each other. They just end up hitting the worst that the other community has to offer. And it's just like nonstop complaints really from both sides. Um, Totally. Uh, do you know this Patty Stranger? <laughs> Patty Stanger. Yeah, Stanger, she's sorry. a millionaire matchmaker. Um, I can't say I know her personally, um, but I do know the woman who actually runs her millionaires club. And she's oh. pretty cool. Yeah. Dope, dope. So I'm actually collaborating with her on a, a client I have in San Diego. <laughs> but yes, I think Patty Stanger is as sassy and crazy um, as she seems on TV. <laughs> Fair enough. I am not aware of this person, but I guess I should. You haven't watched my Millionaire Matchmaker, Chris? Mm-mm. Oh my God. You got to watch it. Mm. It's entertaining, if anything. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, oh, so this one. Now we're talking about first dates. Okay. So, we have some other questions. Do we, uh, we probably are. We're so over on time. Well, we've ran out of them really. Oh, okay. You got them all then. <laughs> yeah, we, we we finished them all. So actually, I might need to amend this. Give me one second. Where is this at? Okay. So really, because we're not, we're not going to put a number on this. Yeah. Save. All right. Moves for a guaranteed Ooh. great first date. I like it. So first of all, these are not like games or things to trick someone into falling in love with you. <laughs> Um, that is not my style. And I don't think that's Chris's style either. Mm-hmm. No, that's not my style. <laughs> okay. So things that you need to do to have a great first date, um, you know, A is don't put so much pressure on yourself. I almost think don't even call it a first date if that seems like too much. Call it a meet and greet. Call it a meeting. Call it a looky-loo. I don't know. <laughs> Call it something that takes the pressure off Um, because purely all you're doing is going to meet another human being, find out something about them and see if you want to find out more about them. So, um, you know, the things that I want people to keep in mind always are the three C's. So after the date, ask yourself, am I comfortable with this person? Am I curious to get to know them more? And are they cute, hot, whatever, sexy, whatever adjective you want to use there. Um, and if you can answer yes to all those things, go past, move past go, go to the second date and continue getting to know this person. 
Other things you should keep in mind for a great first date. Um, I always tell people to set an intention, which I know sounds a little weird, you know, kind of goes into like being mindful and all of that. Um, you know, and maybe it is something like just to view this as a meet and greet. Maybe it is to go to a new restaurant. Maybe it is to make someone laugh. If you're a funny person, if you're not a funny person, don't make that your intention. Um, you know, make it something simple where you can walk away from that date and you can say, I accomplished what I wanted to do and it was a success, you know, regardless of kind of whether or not this person is your true love. Um, there's also another thing I want to note that do not look for sparks on first date. That is the one of the potentially largest red flags um, that you could have. So if you go on that first date and, oh no, we lost Chris. Well, we're still live, so I guess I'll keep going until he comes back. So if you go on that first date and there are sparks, that can actually mean that you guys are, you know, kind of hitting on some past issues, past traumas, and just kind of take a note of that and maybe kind of see where it goes. It's better to have that slow burn. Chris is back. See. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I don't know. The Wi-Fi crapped out here. I just got on my hotspot. Oh, okay. Well, you're good now. We missed you. <laughs> I was oh, just yeah. talking no, no. about Keep how going. Spark- Keep going. Yeah, so I was just talking about how sparks are a no-no on a date. We want the slow burn. But sparks are exciting, so you get sucked in. You may give someone more slow chances burn. than you're actually meaning to. So slow burn, intentions, and then mm-hmm. keeping an open mind. So comes back to what we're talking about of not writing someone off for small things um, and just kind of seeing where it goes. You never know. And there's nothing wrong with a first date turning into friendship, turning into romance, turning into a business relationship. Um, You know, if you look at it as just meeting new awesome people, dating will be a lot more fun. Uh Uh-oh. Did we lose Chris again? (laughs) Okay. This comment is, what does Abby, me, think about men who feel pessimistic about And you know what? That's the answer to this right here. Oh. Chris, are you back? Yeah, yeah, go. Keep reading, go. Okay, okay. (laughs) Um, Okay, so what do I think about men who feel pessimistic about relationships because women have too many options thanks to social media, high divorce rates, and the popularity of Tinder and hookup culture? Hmm. So I think it's really hard if you are coming from that place of feeling pessimistic, of feeling, you know, like of scarcity, like there aren't enough women or men out there for you. Um, And I think that really is a sign to say, take a break from dating, that this is probably not a good time for you to date. If you're feeling super negative, super pessimistic, um, you're probably not going to be attracting back what you want. You're probably going to be attracting back other people who also feel the same way. Um, So that's when I would kind of say, hey, hit the pause button, do some self-reflection. I have some really awesome books that I can recommend for you to kind of read and reflect Um, Or if you even feel like maybe you want to talk to a dating coach or a therapist, um, you know, I think that's also an amazing place to go to just get some insight and, you know, kind of change your mindset about dating and everything. Oh, we lost Chris again. I guess this is uh, the Abby show. Let's see what else we got here. Um, Let's see. Sabrina says, if after getting to know a guy and you fall in love, Chris is back again. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, just keep going. You, you got it. 
I'm so sorry. I'm hosting your show now. I don't want to host your show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're the expert. Okay, well, we'll do this other question. Okay, so Sabrina's asking, if after getting to know a guy and you fall in love, should you keep that to yourself? Ooh, this is an interesting one of kind of when to bring that up because it is very vulnerable to say, I love you. You know, I completely understand that feeling of I've always been so nervous to say I love you first. Um, but usually if you're feeling that, the other person likely is too. Um, you know, and it's a very hard place to come from to be vulnerable. Um, but, you know, when you are vulnerable, it will open the door for your partner to also be vulnerable and share how they're feeling. Um, so, you know, if it's like a few days in, I probably would wait a little bit. That might be a little soon to say I love you. Um, but, you know, if it's like a month or two in and you're really feeling it, um, you know, share how you feel and, you know, see where it goes. Wait, are you saying a month or two in is like the right time to say the L word? Well, it completely depends on their relationship. I have seen people do it a month or two in. Mm. It's fast. But I will say if you're spending a ton of time together. Yeah. You know, let's say you're going maybe on like two dates a week for a couple months. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that could totally happen. Lots um, of sleepovers. Right. So, yeah. All right, fair enough. Know, yeah, it depends on the pace of your relationship. It depends on the person. Um, you know, I know I'm someone who takes a lot longer to say I love you. Um, and that's just kind of how I am because I'm a little have my walls up around certain things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just kind of feeling out maybe where that other person is, too. Um, and then you'll kind of be able to see you know, is this going to be terrifying to say I love you? Because it won't be reciprocated. Um, you know, we're all afraid of that for sure. So take your time. There's no rush. Yeah. Definitely. A lot. I, I can definitely concur. There is a fear in that. But I mean, you know, when you when you unleash that, a lot of times you you kind of have a good feeling about where you're at. I'm sorry, am I exactly. breaking up or no? No, no, you're good. I think okay. maybe there's a little delay though. Gotcha. Well, we'll move on to the next one then. Um, okay. Hi. <laughs> Why so many men struggle to flirt and end up in the friend zone? Chris, you had a lot of good things to say about this. So this ha this can't just be me. Um, but I think this kind of goes back to, um, you know, a little bit of the kind of dichotomy of the masculine energy and the feminine energy and more women having more masculine energy because we're more successful and all those things. So it's more difficult to get for a guy to approach a woman and to flirt. Um, you know, and the friend zone is a tough place to be. Chris, you said you made it out of the friend zone once, and I think we should share that story. <laughs> What? No. If you want. No, we're not sharing it. Okay. <laughs> no, nah, I didn't say I made it out the friend zone. You kind of did, though, I thought. Or you friend zoned someone and then. Yeah. Yeah. The girl made it out the friend zone. Which so. is interesting. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> Persistent little, little, little person there. So, yeah. I, I don't, I'm not going to tell the whole story. I'm sorry. We're not yeah, going to do this. Okay. Right, yeah, we will, we will. But, I, I, well, look, I'm going to just say it like this. I had some, first off, let's define what the friend zone is, because I think we kind of have two different definitions. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I think the friend zone is truly just friendship, two people being friends, not having sex, 
not doing anything beyond friends. But Chris mm-hmm. seems to think a little differently. Well, no, I, I think that's that's um, you know how a lot of women um, define the friend zone. But for a lot of guys, for men, a lot of times the friend zone does include relationships with and without sex. Because to me, the friend zone is just a, an arrested state of the of the friendship where you set boundaries like, okay, the friendship is not moving past, I'm sorry, the friendship's not moving past this point. Not getting past this microphone. We're gonna keep it right here because I, you know, I don't want to progress any further. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of guys, that arrested development can still include sex and friends with benefits can stay. He can he can do sex without any promise of relationship. Like but he so may offer you the sex the and then just that. But I feel like that's not the friend zone if you're having sex. But I, I see I see friendship I see friend zone as an arrested state of the relationship. Like we're stopping. It's growing. It's growing. And uh, we're here. We're not going past here. We're done. This is it. It's just for a lot of women. The ones that y'all want to offer is platonic, but the ones that men are willing to offer is, yeah, we'll probably have sex once in a while, but th- this is not going to grow into a relationship because friend zone is not a place. That's not a permanent place to be. Like how many, how many, how many men have you friend zone that you're still friends with like a year later <laughs> None. That, that, that don't want to fuck you? Like, come on. What? Yeah. Let's not play games, people. We are all too fucking grown to be lying and not telling the whole truth. You know what you're doing. You know where he's going to be at. Yeah. Friend zone is a guy you don't want to fuck. All right. I'm not, I don't want to fuck him. He's a friend zone. I ain't doing nothing with him. He's just be my friend and, and maybe I'll use you once in a while and eventually you'll fall off. Like they're not going to be, your, they're not going to be at your wedding. They're not going to be best friends forever and shit. Like, come on. Ain't your real friend. It's friend yeah, zone, like oh, that's that's an acquaintance. It's more like an acquaintance zone. That's your acquaintance. That's somebody you know. Yeah, that's my dude. Mm-hmm. Such and such. He's cool. I know him. Friend? No, I'm not gonna call this dude at 4 a.m. If you know, if 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 I need somebody to talk to and I'm hurt, I'm gonna call the dude that actually like to you know for that or one of my girls. Like, come mm-hmm. on. You might call him if 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 your tire is flat at 4 a.m. That friend zone dude might bring some simp energy and be like, oh, yeah, I'll do anything for you. Hopefully oh. this will get me to sex land. Who knows? There's guys like that. There's dudes like that. But, you know, this whole friend zone. What, what is the friend zone? I don't know. And, and, and I'm just saying, like, there are men that are comfortable with relationships being arrested at that state and not developing past that, and they won't really be long-term. It's like, yeah, we're going to do this until we're tired of it, and then we're done. Well, I think, too, it's like if you're in the friend zone, I mean, and these poor guys are like holding out hope that they're going to get out of it. Well, and women, too. It's like, eh, you're probably not. <laughs> and really, I, I, I would just say if, if somebody's going in the friend zone, just be clear. Like, look, I'm not interested in relationship. Like, this yeah. is not going to work between us. Like, I'm not going there. I get like some people want to maybe hang around and just like, oh, well, maybe we'll see. I don't know if this is going to, like, I kind of want to see what else is going on with this person, but I don't want to have sex with this person or I don't want to do this, this, and that. I just want to continue talking to see if I end up liking this person more than I thought I could. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm cool with that, but I don't know. You're the expert. I'm just 
mouthing off as some, you know, loud mouth dude. Cause you're also the expert because you have your own podcast. So uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, I, we uh, should, um, we should pull up Elizabeth's comment. Should you oh, date right. friends? Should you date friends? I like this question. You Did know, you say he's just a friend. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, it's a tough one because if it doesn't work out, then you risk losing that friendship potentially. So if you're considering dating a friend and I have done this once and it actually turned out, okay, we're still friends. Um, have a conversation about it. (laughs) Like, Hey, what are we going to do? What does this mean that we are more than friends? You know, are we still going to be friends after are we going to try to be friends or are we just going to kind of like see where this goes? Um, you know, and I know that's kind of like a lot to talk about, but if this person's already your friend, you're probably already pretty comfortable talking to them, sharing things with them. Um, sometimes your friends are, would be like your best partner because they already know you really well. It's really easy to kind of like be around them because you've already been around them. So just kind of weigh that in your mind of like, okay, is it worth doing this of like potentially losing them as a friend in the end? Um, you know, and if you want to take that risk, I say do it. Chris, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to live in reality and ask the question, I mean, are y'all really friends if you would, if he wants, like, that? there's always that question. Okay, that age-old question of can men and women be friends? Yeah. And and you, you, I'm sure you've seen that video where they're like, oh, is this your friend? Would you have sex with her if she gave you the chance? It's nine times out of ten. The dude's like, yeah, I would. <laughs> and, and at that point, like, I don't know. Is this really friendship? Is this? Yeah. I don't know. So that, that's where I'm like, is this person really your friend or is this somebody that's just waiting around until they get a chance to fuck you? Yeah, it is like, I mean, that's definitely something I think that crosses everyone's mind at some point in a friendship mm-hmm. with opposite genders. Uh, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I have been in a friendship with somebody that I wanted to. I'm not going to lie. I was in a friendship with somebody that I, I was definitely interested in. And it was, but all it ended up being was just us connecting we, mm-hmm. we connected, but it was it the relate relationship was always off the table. Even though we we connected and shared a lot of our innermost thoughts, and you know we were going through shit, we would you know kind of emotion dump on each other a little bit, mm-hmm. and like it was a really great dope relationship. And that was somebody like I really counted in my inner circle, but there was still always that specter of dang, well if this girl gave me a shot like. I blew all this shit up. <laughs> and she knew that. She knew that was yeah. there. You know, we both just, we we both just um, try to use the higher brain function functions to realize that like we are, we were just better off as friends than going in, going into it and, you know, all that mm-hmm. shit. But I'm just saying, I, I don't know. It's like this whole men, women, friends thing. It's like, yeah, it can happen. It's just rare and you got to really kind of vet out like, yo, is this person here for this? Are they looking at me like this? Or, you know, there's just, I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't like people being naive. I just like people knowing what the fuck is going yeah. on. And I like people being transparent. 
So that's why I just call the shit out. I'm like, is that really your friend? Like these are things I was saying to my sisters. Yeah. And I think too, it like, it kind of will also come to light when you get into a relationship and you know, if you know, that partner feels like that relationship isn't great for your really like for, you know, your romantic relationship or if they're Mm -hmm. threatened by that person, then maybe they're picking up on something that you weren't noticing before. Oh yeah. Game recognize game. Game recognize (laughs) game like a motherfucker. Because right. I was in a relationship and she was like, yo, these girls is coming at you. They talk they in your inbox, this, this, and this. You don't need to be talking to that girl. And uh-uh, I don't like this one. And, I'm, and the week I broke up with that girl, guess who was at my apartment? Those girls. Like, they showed up in full force. Like, yo. Right. And I was like, oh, they're harmless. I can keep them at bay. I, don't, I ain't even looking at them. And I wasn't until I was available. And then I was like, oh. Okay, sure. But it was just like game recognized game. Men know when another dude is trying to push up on his girl or he's just waiting for his opportunity. And I'm like, ah, cancel that friend. Cancel that nigga. He's just waiting around. Like, I know what it is. Women women know what it is. Y'all know what it is. Yeah. You know if that friend is some chick that's looking at your your man in a certain way. She's looking at him like, dang, he's a really good dude. And that's a really good man. I admire with those eyes of admiration. You know yes. what it, you know what time it is. We all know, but we like to live in La La Land. It's kind of fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just nuts. I'm sorry, catch up. I'm sorry. Tracy disagrees with me. Friend friend zone equals platonic relationships only. Yeah, I agree, Tracy. I agree. I mean, that's your definition of it. Yeah, I'm just Those telling you that friends. there are men out there that will include sex and like, oh yeah, well, we're, but we're just friends. Yeah, but we just had sex the other night. Yeah, but we're just friends. We're not in a relationship. We're just friends. Mm-hmm. And you're you're taking a whole different meaning from the action, the act of sex, than what he was given. That's all I'm saying. Like it just these things happen. We're gonna have to agree to disagree on having sex and still being in the friend zone. <laughs> yep, and that's cool. <laughs> All right, uh, Ryan Roy. Some of these girls seem offended and angry when I did not initiate interactions when they were trying to make eye contact or sit near me in the dining hall. Shout out to college. Uh, how do you tell girls that I'm okay for now? I mean, pretty much that I'm okay for now. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, be honest and just be like, hey, I'm not really looking for anything maybe beyond friendship, maybe friends on them, but also have sex with them like Krista's. <laughs> Look, how people take rejection is not your problem. Exactly. Like, don't feel bad about that shit when they get mad at you and you didn't do anything wrong. You were clear and honest. Yeah. You were a good person in this instance. It's better to be upfront and tell them, hey, I'm not really looking for anything. And instead of going along with it and then rejecting them later once they've, you know, developed feelings for you. Boys are not usually taught that girls... Never directly communicate interest. Most men don't know how to read choosing signals. And then men don't know how to react, how to accept or reject those signals. Hmm. I would say if someone is not being direct, just ask. Because I think we do kind of think we have to just like mind read or just like know what someone 
wants or likes mm -hmm. or is interested in, um, but no one can mind read. These signals, none of us can. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ryan, it is not just you. Just ask. You know, just be like, hey. I, I am oblivious a lot. I mean, I'm I don't think any of us. Lot, yeah. We can read body language. You know, we could maybe read into things a lot. But a lot of the times you're reading into things wrong. Um, I do it all the time. So, mm. <laughs> just ask is the best policy. I just, yeah. Just be direct, everybody. Everybody just be honest and transparent. And, and you know, people mm -hmm. will match up. I don't know. But I, I just, when, when women is giving me signs and showing interest and all this other stuff and whatever, I don't know, whatever the fuck they're doing. Like, or I, actually, when the, when I'm getting signs, like, they're disinterested as well. Like, interested mm -hmm. or disinterested, like, all that shit right over my head. When we're talking and we're having a conversation, like, you know, maybe she might give a look here or whatever else, like that she might be annoyed. Or I, I did a I did an Instagram live um last year with this girl, and I was like, yo, we're vibing, we're having these great dope conversation, you know. And it was one of my first ones. It's kind of like a personality for my podcast thing. Mm -hmm. And my sister was just like, dude, how are you not reading these signals? And I, I picked up on none of them. Like, I didn't know. I had no idea. I didn't know any of that. Like, really? This is why you have sisters. So yeah, facts, facts. <laughs> Sabrina says that's called a fuck buddy. Yes, Sabrina. Thank you. Tomato, tomato. No, I have friends own. I have friends own women that I don't want to have sex with. Yes, that happens. I'm just saying no. that there are people You're out there that old. consider it different. It's all right. A <laughs> Okay. Okay. Um, how would she advise married women being with single men or oh, being around single men? Is that it? Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, as a uh, almost married woman myself, I have been in this situation. Um, and I always take it, you know, if your partner is uncomfortable with a certain situation, don't do it. Unless you don't really like your partner, then do whatever you want. Um, but, you know, if you respect your partner and, you know, want them to feel loved and appreciated, just run it by them. Just ask them. Always, hey, just ask. I feel like that should be our timeline <laughs> for today. Um, you know, because you may do something and then later they're like, well, why the hell were you out with 10, you know, single dudes? <laughs> um, you know, probably just a good thing to ask. Run it by them. Invite them along. You know, something like that. There we go. I don't kiss my friends. The end. Yes, Tracy. See, all that's fine. That's your friend. <laughs> that's fine. That's not. That's from your end. You friends on the guy. That's fine. Oh my god. <laughs> all right, Diara. Men crave sex. Women crave intimacy. Sex only lasts a short time, but intimacy can linger much longer. Um. Yeah. Correct. I, 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 no. No lies were told there. <laughs> just facts. <laughs> yep, just straight facts. Uh, Michaela, well, how would the married woman feel if the husband having single friends? Um, I think it's the same conversation. You know, if it makes anyone mm. feel uncomfortable, don't do it. Because it's not worth jeopardizing your partnership for to go out with a bunch of single people. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so no hot girl summer for the married girls. Okay. 
Oh, I'm I'm living my hot girl summer, Chris. I was just in Mexico for like six days. Oh yeah, right. Facts. Facts. Um, okay. Okay. Let's see here. Oh, Tracy, I always miss cues. Join the club. Yeah, it's it's tough, Tracy. Uh, speaking to being direct, are either of you familiar with ARC's Al Roger Curie Mode One approach? No. No. Um, it's when you that. almost immediately make your intentions known, even if it's only sexual. Um, hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I, I look. I just say honesty is the best policy. I don't know how. I'm not going to say how you display that honesty or whatever else, but being clear about mm-hmm. your intentions is something I've always preached on this podcast to men, because there are a lot of guys that will show up and promise a whole new life and a whole new world to a lot of women in this community. When all they wanted was just sex. Just say, yo, I'm just here for the sex. Is that what we're doing or not? Like, and keep it moving. But you know, I, if not, yeah. move along. Go, 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 go find somebody that be into that. But you know, there's just a lot of folks who are being lied to and misdirected and hurt because people aren't being honest about what they are here for. Yes. Honesty so, is always the best. I've had to tell somebody, yeah, look. I'm here for, and, 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 and you know, the with you, the with you is always silent. I'm here for sex with you, not relationship. Like, yeah, this is a specific thing to each person. Every you, you categorize people and you're down for things with each different person. So one person you may be interested in with, with sex and no relationship. And another person you're like, God damn it. I want to marry you tomorrow. Like, mm-hmm. Or another person like, dang, I see a lot of good in you. This bears further investigation. I would like to talk to you and and, and learn more about you. Like, this yeah. is where I'm at. This is what I want to do. And like, just be honest about your intentions. But that, I don't know, that's that's what I've always told the guys on this podcast. Just be honest, because when I when men start being dishonest, they hurt that. the community, huh? I agree with that. Be sure. honest about your intentions always. Yes. And because I mean, that dishonesty hurts the community. And when guys, when you start hurting the community, that's when you and me are not cool anymore. So be honest. Don't mess with Chris. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> uh, Michaela, I'm sorry. I meant how was she advised a married woman to be friends with single men? That was a question. I find some single men, not all still push on me and I have to end those friendships. Yeah, that's again, um, I think with honesty, but also bringing in setting boundaries, another great thing, Um, you know, where, you know, if one of those single guys tries to pursue something greater, be like, hey, I'm married. I value our friendship. If you don't, let's go our separate ways. Um, But I think really setting those boundaries and like this is just friends and not Chris's definition of friends. Um, (laughs) But my definition of friends. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Um, you know, and you can also kind of feel out, you know, if that person can't respect your boundary, they also may not be the best friend. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, again, they weren't your friend to begin with. They just want to fuck. Yeah. So, yep. <laughs> probably good to know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Michaela has. Why does the expert think so many people go into relationships lying about who they really are? Oh, I mean, 
this could be a whole number of reasons. I think not being happy with who you are is probably the number one thing. I mean, even if it's just as simple as like people lying about their age, um, you know, it's like, why, why are you not content with yourself? You know, what kind of work do you need to do on you? Maybe through coaching, through therapy, through just writing in a journal to figure out, you know, what is going on with me? So, you know, I, I hate when people lie about who they really are. Obviously, we all hate it. Um, you know, but if you see that, please get the fuck out. It's <laughs> not going to end well. <laughs> Shit, you ain't lying. Yeah. Been there. Um, yeah. As a matchmaker, how are you able to weed out men who are only looking for sexual encounters? In the trans community, it's abundant. Yeah. So the good thing about uh, matchmaking and my process and many of my colleagues processes is that people really have to be committed to finding their person to even make it through to a date. Um, I know I do an hour, hour and a half interview with everyone who even wants to go on a date. I then do a background check. I have them do personality tests. Um, and they really got to make it through all those things and be committed and show their commitment to doing this. Um, you know, if it takes a really long time to do all this stuff, that's kind of a red flag in my mind. Um, you know, and the people who are like, I'm ready, I'm excited, I know what I'm looking for. Um, you know, I definitely turn a lot of people away, too, who aren't ready or who are just looking for something casual. Um, because, you know, everyone that I work with and, you know, most matchmakers, we don't really just set up hookups because the apps are much easier and cheaper for that. Um, you know, so we'll make sure people are looking for a serious relationship, ready for it, you know, and are just kind of stable in life, um, I think is also a really good quality that most people are looking for, you know, probably has a job or is financially stable, um, you know, has some kind of dreams, goals in life that get them excited. So you have something to talk about on your date. And, and that's really why I like, um, the idea of a matchmaker focusing on this community because it would really weed out a lot of people that aren't really in the right space to be looking for that one. Mm -hmm. And it would weed out a lot of the people that are just here for bullshit. Um, you know, guys and mm -hmm. girls, guys that aren't serious, that are just want to fucking play games and also women that aren't serious and that just, you know, want something to do until they meet that rich guy or whatever the fuck, I don't, whatever the other guys. <laughs> Not gonna, I'm not going to say he has to be rich, but, you know, to they meet somebody else. But it's just like there is a, a big segment of this community that really wants to find connection and find that one. But, um, you know, there's nobody around to bring them together. So I was going to say there is a growing group of matchmakers that. I think would be so happy to work with this community. So, um, you know, if you are interested in matchmaking, um, I'm sure Chris will have my info to contact me and I will connect you with the right person in your city um, or just the right person that kind of fits your vibe and approach to. Um, yeah, because I'd love to help you guys out. <laughs> so what's your men like us podcast discount for your services oh my the god promo code is chris is always right oh my god yeah. <laughs> right exactly chris is awesome <laughs> that's the promo code yeah um i also will talk to anyone and everyone for free so that i can make sure you end up with the right matchmaker maybe it's me maybe it's someone else um you know we'll figure it out and 
you know, I think matchmaking is something that feels inaccessible to a lot of people, but, um, you know, there's really probably a matchmaker in almost every, if not multiple in every major city. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, Michaela has a trans related question. Uh, so many trans women have dysphoria about who they are and the bodies they were born in, born with. How would she, how would you advise men who date trans women to deal with, um, women who hate their body parts? So this is a great question. Um, somebody that's drastically unhappy with their body. And that's really hard because I think, you know, there are so many, people that are unhappy with your body, but in this community, I can only imagine, you know, because, you know, it's completely different experience, obviously. So, you know, I think for men, um, and Chris, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think to, you know, make sure that you are supportive of your person, you know, tell them they're beautiful, give them compliments, give them words of affirmation, give them all the love languages that they you know, want in their life. Um, and I think that will help with a lot of it too. just build confidence and, you know, feel better in your own body. Yeah, no. And I, I, I think, um, you know, when it comes to the dysphoria, um, dysphoric episodes, you know, guys have to be ready to support their partner mm-hmm. and, you know, support them through, you know, these episodes because they will come, um, and that's just a part of dating women in the trans community. It's just going to happen and, and we have to be ready for it. We have to be ready to support them through it. And, yeah. um, you know, yeah, so that it's definitely a piece of the puzzle, but yeah, um, and I mean, relationships are work too. So, you know, what you're signing up for being with a person is not just smooth sailing and easy forever. So, um, you know, be ready to put in the hard work. And I mean, that's that shit right there. There's a lot of people that want shit without wanting to put the work in. <laughs> it's so, work. Oh my God. It's constant work. You gotta yeah. be ready to put the work in. Mm-hmm. Um, so- So Trail is saying he's just looking to hook up right now. That's it. Tracy, you are absolutely hilarious. The promo code is not going to be everybody hates hates Chris. That's coffee. Um, Everybody hates Chris. (laughs) But that was a good one. Um, Oh, my gosh. Wait, wait. So uh, Elizabeth says, guys have expectations. We're all built like porn stars and models. Do you run into guys with like who... We're saying, who come and you saying, yeah, so she's got to look like this. I want an eight, nine, ten. I don't want anything under an eight. You know, she's got to be a legit eight or a legit whatever. Like, do guys come to you talking like that? Um, I have had a few where they mm. literally specify how much someone should weigh, what their dress size should be, you know, uh-huh. everything. And I am like, goodbye. Thank you for coming. I am not working with you. Um, you know, as a matchmaker, I do have the ability to pick and choose the most awesome people that I'm going to work with. And mm-hmm. that is just ridiculous. And then you're going to expect, like, are you going to hold yourself to those same standards? You know, are you going to be mm-hmm. a size whatever for the rest of your life and never change? Um you know, it's just kind of, it's a red flag to me when people are so, so focused on the physical, obviously mm-hmm. you need attraction. You want yes. to have sex with this person. Yes. Like that needs to happen to have a relationship with them. Um, but thinking that everyone is going to fit a certain weight and body type and exact thing is, it's ridiculous. Good luck to those people. Seriously. <laughs> How do you handle women, female clients that come to you saying, uh, 
that this oh, guy has to be six feet. Same thing. I turn them away too. Really? Um, the six feet girls? Well, so if someone's just like, oh, they have to be six feet or taller. I'm like, really? I'm like, you're five two. Really? Like we need to save these tall guys for the taller girls. Come on. <laughs> Wow. So, you know, someone who is really say, in the same way, a woman. Oh, what about weight with guys? They say, I don't want, I don't want fat guys. Like, no, no fat guys. He's got to be in shape. Got to have a six pack, whatever, uh, whatever. Just not fat. Yeah, that would be red flaggy to me. And I would say, you know, is it important to you? You know, like I'm in Colorado. Is it important to you? Like that maybe someone is active. That's okay for you to say. Like, now, maybe see, someone- you didn't just show, you didn't automatically show these girls the door. I'm noticing this. We're asking questions to, to figure out a way for them to get in and still not want not want fat guys, but the guys so, don't want who, who don't want fat girls. They, they, yeah, get the fuck out of here. I will say out of here. women are different. So okay. men, so as men need physical attraction on that first date. Yeah. Women don't necessarily. If someone has a really good personality, they seem really awesome, they make us laugh, we feel comfortable around them, we're still going to give them another chance. You know, I have dated people where my friends are like, oh my God, Abby, really? And then I've dated people where my friends are like, oh my God, he's a model. So it's, you know, women can kind of be more flexible on that. So I will push women more, but I know men cannot be as flexible. So so they've been amenable to your, your pushes for being flexible? Some are, but yes, if women are like, no, but he a has lot to aren't. Ryan Gosling, then I say, okay, yes, here's the door. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. So now th- there is a way to be shown the door if you are a lady <laughs> seeking the, okay. Women have their own issues that make me want to show them the door <laughs> besides physical attraction. <laughs> well, you know, we were talking about the fiscal thing before and, um, you know, I had a buddy, He he was in Minneapolis and this woman, she makes, she was making, uh, allegedly making 45000 a year. And mm-hmm. she was like, if the guy doesn't make twice as much as me, I won't date him. Yeah. And he's like, wait, what? So he has to make 90000 or above to date you? And, you know, she just dismissed him because he wasn't making 90000 And, um, you know, yeah. it was just like, this is the dating world that we live in, where it's just like, it's kind of ridiculous, but. Well, and I would ask, like, well, why does he have to make 90000 Like, what does that mean to you? You know, does that mean stability? Does that mean you can be a stay-at-home mom? Does that mean, you know, like, what do you really want? You know? <laughs> I, I think people are very, when, when, when people come with the stay-at-home mom thing, it's like, you just don't know how much it costs to raise a family. It's like. This dude's gonna have to make like three hundred thousand more than ninety. Yeah, unless yeah, you're living shit. in like middle of nowhere Idaho. <laughs> and even then, you'll have to cut back a little bit. Sorry, we got questions pouring in. <laughs> oh my. Um. Uh. Well, hold on, Tracy. Yes, she's agreeing with you on that. Red flags. Yes. Sabrina. Shout out. Somebody <laughs> love the big fellas out here. And yeah. Kanisha is saying, I'm a plus size transgender woman and I'm body conscious a little bit, but what should I do to be more appealing to men so they date me instead of having sex on the first night? Hmm. Okay, I got to think about this. Okay, so if you feel like you're having sex right away and you don't want to do that, um, I think that may be a bit of communicating your intentions and also figuring out what that 
man's intentions are too. Um, because maybe, you know, if you know that before the date, if you're like, oh, he just wants to have sex and you can say, okay, that's not what I want um, and not go out with him. I think I'm kind of answering your question. Um, but, you know, really making sure the person's intentions are what you're looking for. And I don't think there's anything wrong with asking that on the dating app over text before you meet the person. Mm -hmm. And you can start with your own vulnerability and say, hey, you know, I'm looking for something more serious. And I'd love to get to know you. You know, does that align with what you're looking for? Um, you know, just to kind of see, okay, is this going to be a waste of my time? And are we, or are we just going to have sex on the first date? Um, if you don't want that. Mm. For sure. Yeah. That's definitely an introductory, like, what are your goals? What yes. are you here for? You know? <laughs> what are your What's goals? the end of the line? Like, <laughs> but I, I'm, I've always been very serious. Like, yo, we're going to meet up in real life. I'm not doing this. I don't want a pen pal. I'm not doing this shit for fun. I'm doing this shit to actually meet up with you and go out on a fucking date. And like, I even, I even cut off, I cut off, I cut off communication after a week. If after a week you can't figure out if you want to go on a date with me, I'm out. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I and, and a week is patient if I like you. Mm-hmm. Should be a few days <laughs> for me. Because again, I'm not here for a pen pal. I'm, I'm about the business. And I can't yeah. stay chatting with somebody I'm never going to meet. Like, no. Quit. Pass. Or at the very least, video chat, like do something. It can't just be texting and, and dating at okay. DMs all day. I would definitely recommend phone call or video chat before you ever meet up with someone in real life from online. Oh. Let's do that. Okay. <laughs> that's a good thing that's come out of the pandemic is it's mm -hmm. more, it's much more normal now to ask for that before you meet up with someone. Yeah, that would have stopped me from being catfish in, uh, Den in Denver a couple times. That's <laughs> for sure. And one time in Atlanta. So, uh, Rena, for me, there's an ideal look, but it's not negotiable. What's inside counts just as much, though. So, one of your clients who would not be willing to budge on the look thing. <laughs> so, uh, how do we as trans women elevate what men that are attracted to us to a level above porn and the sex in industry, which at this point includes dating apps? That's the biggest, that's another big part, a big headache with dating apps with men who are looking for trans women is all of the sex workers on there soliciting. And it's like, yo, I came on here to find somebody to be with, not to be your fucking client. Like, I didn't come on here to be solicited by a prostitute. Sorry. If I wanted that, I can, there are ads. I, I, I know, like, guys know where to find the ads. We can go find ads. Like, yeah. if you want that, you will seek it out. But if you're on these dating apps, you don't want to be solicited. And like we had uh, two women on here that were making a dating app. Uh, it's called the Jewel Dating App. And um, one of the questions that one of the guys asked the question was like, well, will you be able to like filter out women that are on there like just to find clients? Like pretty much are you able to filter out sex workers? Mm -hmm. And it was pretty much a no because, I mean, that is a lot of work and it's laborious. But like yeah. an issue that a lot of guys find is like, oh, yeah, we're talking and talking. Then... You drop the hammer. Oh, you want to sell me a cam show? Oh, you want to sell me uh, your, your your rates or what? I didn't think I was talking to somebody for prostitution. Like, well, and it's I just the whole thing. As a way to like elevate yourself, kind of away from that too, mm -hmm. is you know, in your profile specifically, say you know, there's always like a prompt, no matter what app you're on. I'm looking for, 
or, you know, put in there. I am looking for, so, you know, something in there, like my person, my partner, you know, someone to make me laugh and go on dates with, you know, whatever it is, um, put that in there because that will automatically elevate you above all the bots, the people that are just looking for casual stuff right away. Oh yeah. I put it in all caps, not your next client. <laughs> I made okay. it very clear. I recommend being that aggressive. But. No, be, be straight. <laughs> be honest. I am not here for that. So do not come to me with these. And, and guess what? Didn't happen after that. So I haven't had those issues for a while. It's yeah. been over a year. Okay. Been over a year since I've had those issues. All yeah. caps, not your next client. And, and you know what? To the girls that are actually looking for relationships, the signals of them, oh, he's looking for something different. Oh, he ain't here just for that. He's he's actually trying yeah. to date on this site. Damn. Somebody taking this shit seriously? I don't know. I'm saying the results have changed for me when I just made it clear in the way that, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of trans women put in their dating app profiles, I am trans. Like, there's just things that you need to know about me up front. I'm mm-hmm. not into that. But... I'm sorry, I just answered the question and they were asking you. Hey, it's okay. We're here to answer these questions together. I will <laughs> say that we may need to wrap this up soon. We're getting close to my bedtime, Chris. Uh, <laughs> ma'am, it is 9 p.m. and you are under 40. We Let's not play these games. I've been staring mm-hmm. at my computer for 10 hours. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Yeah, no breaks. <laughs> fa- all right, facts, facts, facts. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. I find all types sexy. Uh, cool. This about to be oh, uh, this about to be Kevin Samuels. Hilarious. Even though some of some while Kevin Samuels does have a problem with black women, and that is just you listen to his shit. He has a problem with black women, but some of the shit he says is kind of on point. So it ain't all bad. I, I take it for what it is. I don't take everything he says as the gospel, but some of the points he makes make sense. Mm-hmm. Or at least they hit home for me and a lot of other guys, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I got catfished. I got catfished. <laughs> I but, love yeah. About that porn thing, like men, the problem, like something that you may not be aware of is a lot of guys um, who come into this space and start trying to date trans when they, they, they start off with like, Either they start off as either sex work clients or they start off as people who enjoy trans porn. So then a lot of times they go into this dating community, start trying to date, you know, your everyday woman thinking that she looks like the porn star, that she looks like that $500 an hour girl or whatever, like those, the, 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 the chick that they was paying for. And obviously that's not realistic. Just mm-hmm. in trans and the cis world, in all worlds, you know, it would be ridiculous of a man to expect women to look like they all like your guys. Here's the door, because not all women are going to look like the fucking Baywatch girls or whatever. I know yeah. I'm old. I know. And not I'm all old. men are going to be six feet tall. So, I mean, they call it average for a reason. That means most people are that height. Like, no, average fuck? is five nine. Yes. So that means the average man is under six feet. Average. Exactly. So what's wrong with average? Why do? You, yeah, you have to have above like in that one department. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't I blame know. I blame movies and all of our unrealistic. I blame social media. <laughs> that too. 
But as a social media expert, consume more social media now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Elizabeth, I'm not a sex worker, but I have been offered money because guys expect every girl. Well, there are some men that, um, you know, there are some men that have been conditioned to engage with with some women in that way. But um, and the ladies need to be honest. But if that is what he is looking for, Mm -hmm. I believe sex work is real work. We didn't uh, dispute that at all, um, but most men still have the ideology that we just want sex, and that's not the case. And that is absolutely not the case. A lot of these women want uh, uh, relationships and all that stuff. So yes, mm-hmm. but there is. It is not uh, this podcast. The uh, thoughts and opinions of this podcast is that sex work is actual work. So uh, nobody is saying that it ain't. Yeah. Um, just want to be clear before anybody runs with any, well, Chris said, nope, didn't do that. Didn't do it. Um, Abby, do you find that men tend to keep options open when women try to pull all their eggs in one basket, so to speak? Hmm. It's definitely, I see both. Um, but more often I see that men will, you know, be dating a few women at once. Whereas women may say like, you know, I'll focus on this one guy. Um, but I tell everybody, you know, there's no harm in dating multiple people, feeling it out, seeing who you like, and then deciding who you want to be exclusive with, if anyone. So, um, nothing wrong with that at all. And I would say it's better actually to not put all your eggs in one basket in the beginning. Um, because then, you know, you can compare, you can say, Oh, well, this person was this way and I like this, but I don't like that. This person was this way. I like these things and I don't like that. Um, you know, it it is hard when you're dating a ton of people at once because you're going to get overwhelmed. So yeah. maybe keep it to a few at one time. <laughs> a manageable amount. A manageable of now. I've been there. I was dating way too many men at once and I couldn't even keep them straight. So there you go. Nah, don't need all that. Um yeah. Pornography is ubiquitous, not just trans women they NAS, but in Los Angeles and other places, cis women use IT to provide paid sexual services. It's more it's becoming more common. Well, you know, really, look, it's a business. It's a business. And if your business is reaching as many people as possible with the product that you're trying to offer, you're gonna use it. And social media is a way to do that. Why do you think I'm on social media? I'm trying to reach as many people as possible. It's yeah, you don't want to do it. It's just another business, and if you don't want it, yeah. just don't use it. it. It's smart. It's smart business. Mm-hmm. It is. It's it's smart business. Um. Uh. Well, we're not going to go that average height. How do you? All right. How do we keep? All right. We're we're going to wrap soon. I got you. How do we keep a happy relationship <laughs> going, Abby? <laughs> see now. See Cookie Mio and Michaela. They're married. So like, she comes oh. with the married questions. With this is we we just talking about the upfront dating stuff. We I'm not a relationship expert. <laughs> and I would say I am also not a relationship expert. Um, but I'm learning as I go. So I can definitely give advice as I'm in a relationship myself. And I try to help people be successful in their own relationships too. Um, and yet a lot of people do get into relationships and can't maintain them. I think people don't necessarily have the tools to do it. Um, cause you might get into a relationship and then you're like, Oh shit, 
I never worked on myself. I actually don't know how to be in a relationship because all I saw was like my parents and they were messed up. And that's the only example of a relationship that I have. Um, and I was actually having this conversation earlier today with someone on a podcast of when you get into a relationship, going to couples therapy together, not when shit hits the fan, but you know, when you're initially together, maybe six months, a year in, and then you can develop some really great skills so that you hopefully don't hit that oh shit moment. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we got one last thing. Um, <gasps> one last thing, what is it? One the last thing, I know. We're racing to the end here. But oh um, it's a secret everyone needs to know about dating. What? <gasps> what is that? What's Wait. that one? What's that thing that people need to know? Chris, I forgot my secret. I should have written it you down. Did? Oh, what? I thought you had them written down. Oh my God. I wrote down everything else. You know what I will say? Oh, here's the secret. Okay. <laughs> it's not really a secret, but I think it's a really important thing for people who are single to know and embrace is embrace your singledom or your singleness. And the moment that you do that, that you're content with yourself, with your independence, with being on your own, then you're going to immediately attract people who are more ready and prepared to be in a relationship. So, you know, if that's something you want to work on, I do have some amazing dating coaches that do just that. um, And we'll be happy to refer you guys as well. So I think embrace being single and, you know, just, just ride the wave, be open to connections, be open to meeting new people and just follow the paths and see where it goes. As long as people are listening to your boundaries and your needs and wants, keep riding the wave. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Um, do you believe, or do you think there's a difference between being content with being single and being used to being single? Yes, I definitely think there's a difference Mm -hmm. Um, because being used to it, you might still feel a little uncomfortable in it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not saying anyone is totally like, yes, I'm a hundred percent good being single. There are people like that. Um, But we all crave companionship and human connection. You know, we discovered that when it was taken away from us last year. So, you know, I'm not expecting you to say, yes, I'm content alone. I don't need anyone. I don't need human touch. I don't need human interaction. You know, we all need that and crave it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think there definitely is a difference between being used to it, where you've just kind of like resigned to it almost, Mm -hmm. versus being content in it and saying, I'm okay with this. Mm. You know, I never believe um, any of the very vocal, loud people that say, well, I'm I'm okay with being single. Like, I'm happy being single. This is, I'm like, you know, in your heart of hearts, you're lonely as fuck and you would be happy to have somebody in your life. But it's like all this loudness that's like you're putting up a front. You're mm-hmm. like, I'm, I love my singleness. I'm doing me, everybody. I'm this. I'm like. Like, you're literally telling me that you're not happy being single by making a big deal out of you being happy being single. Like, announcing it to the world. A lot of cases of that where you're kind of like overcompensating. You're like, yeah, let me let everyone, uh, you know, know that I'm this way. And, you know, coming from someone, I am someone who's like always been in a relationship. I honestly suck at being single. So, you know, it's hard to take this advice 
it would be hard for me if I am ever single again, which hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, you know, but it definitely is taking a look inside and being like, okay, this is me. I'm cool with me. I accept me for me, my good things, my flaws. Um, but yeah, I know um, someone was saying they love being in a relationship. Nothing wrong with that. That's Ooh, a good thing. Who's talking like that on my show? No, <laughs> oh, no, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, nah. yeah nah, Trail loved it. Yeah, he, he was, you know, he's the man. He's a regular on the show, so. Um, I was going to say, I feel like I uh, I recognize the name. I think I've seen yeah. the episode. So that is all the questions I got for today. Everybody, we got two hours with a professional matchmaker. You should have got some answers, some insights, some something here. Should have something to take away from this, y'all. I hope Even so. Even if it's just that Chris is an idiot, at least you got something, okay? <laughs> that's that's something. That's not nothing. So oh uh, we still gave you something. Yay. <laughs> so, um Tell everybody where they can find you. Put what what is what what where do you want people to contact you on email or on social media? I what would say the best way is to text me. I know this is kind of crazy that I'm giving my phone number out, uh, but that's what I respond to most quickly. Okay, what's um, the number? So it's 303-842-4762. And you can text me there and say, hey, I heard you on Chris's podcast. I would love to learn more about matchmaking. This, that, and the other thing. We'll set up a time to chat. Text me. Yay. Um, let's just blast my phone number out to the world. You just and, did it. Uh, I know. I do it all the time. Every podcast I'm on, I'm just always like, I have no boundaries. Here's my phone number. Um, I usually don't respond super late at night or on Saturdays, but otherwise I'll get back to you. And uh, yeah. Be I patient. You. Do not get on this woman's phone upset that she didn't get back to you in an hour. Yeah, that's true. Give her a 24 to 48 hour return message period. Okay. Do not blow yes. up this woman's phone. Yeah. Practice, practice some patience. Um, yes. I promise I won't ghost you. That is my number one rule. So I will never ghost you. Um, you know, but I would love to, you know, chat with you about how I could matchmake you or connect you with a matchmaker in your area or a dating coach or just learn about you as a human. I love meeting new people. So um, send me a text. And you can also follow me on Instagram. My handle is Modern Yenta, Y-E-N-T-A. And my company is The Social MM, as in Modern Matchmaking. And then my website is thesocialmm.club, which actually will soon be modernmatchmaking.club. So both will work. Modern Matchmaking Club? Dot club. Yes. Oh, I know. Okay. Dot com was like 10 grand for the year. I wasn't buying that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's modern matchmaking dot club. There we go. Yay. So, perfect. Modern matchmaking. Club. There you go. Yes. So, so check that website out, y'all. You all have the information you need to get a hold of Abby. Um, also, the information will be added to the YouTube version of this. So go to the YouTube page. The information will be in the description of this video um, shortly after we get done streaming here. So you will have all the ways to contact Abby. And as always, everyone, please, please, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
Follow us on Twitter at Pod. Follow me on Clubhouse. On Clubhouse at MLU Chris and at Big Chris TX. But we really need to get these YouTube numbers up. Please like these videos on YouTube. Please subscribe to the channel. I need everyone's help. Share this Facebook Live out. I need all of your help as much as possible to spread this brand out to everywhere and spread this video out. It was some really dope stuff. So, you know, help out, help Abby, help me. Yay. We need it. We need, to, we need the awareness, y'all. So that's that's Chris begging on his hand, on his knees, uh, for y'all to help me spread this shit out. So, um, what's the next show? Um, uh, we won't, we most likely will not have a Friday night show. Um, sadly, everyone. Um, uh, my cousin is yeah. getting married on Friday. <gasps> so I'm in the wedding. He's getting married. Um, and it's, I mean, when the show was supposed to be happening, I'm going to be at the reception. So I'm in the wedding. Always the groomsman, never the groom. Um, uh, so, <laughs> yeah. So sorry, no show on, on Friday, but we have some really dope stuff scheduled. We got a lot of things scheduled, um, in the coming weeks. We're bringing back, um, Adult film actress writer Monroe. Uh, we're gonna. She's coming back for another Star Trek talk, which will be dope. I'm doing another talk with. Uh, I'm doing a talk with my friend Joel, who recently had me uh, featured on the uh, platform of the nonprofit, uh, the LGBT nonprofit, the Mahogany Project. So if you guys haven't checked out the the video from the the Mahogany, I'm sorry, wow, the Mahogany Project, it's on their Facebook page. It's a really dope conversation. Um, and it was very light. It was very um, insightful. But um, we have a lot of really great stuff coming up, a lot of interviews coming up. So stay tuned. I will hope we'll be back at this again next week um, with the nerd chat on Tuesday. And then we'll have a regular show that following Friday. So until next week, y'all. I know it's a lot of stuff going on. We're kicking it up. Wow. We have been around for one year now, and it is time to do more than just once a week. So congrats. That's yeah. awesome. I gotta gotta kick this thing up a notch. So thank you, Abby, so much for taking out the time. I appreciate you letting me monopolize your night, but it was fun hanging out with you once again. I miss I you. I miss you. Can we <laughs> hang out soon? Not on a podcast, just in real life. <laughs> when I get back to Denver, yes, it is going down. And you know okay. where we're going. Temple? Yes. <laughs> I'm going back to Temple. Damn. The old stomping club. Yes. Yes, I love that club. <laughs> it's it's it's. I know folks think it's weird, but until you work at a bar or a club, you just don't understand like how some of those places kind of find a heart, find a place in everyone's heart that like work there. Like I, it's weird, but that place has a special, like that club has a special place in my heart, and I just oh. there for like a year and a half. So, <laughs> well, we'll crazy. make uh, your return. It'll be great. <laughs> Let me know, but yeah. All right, y'all. Have a good night. Thanks for having me, Chris. For sure, for sure.